Section 11 of The Wound Dresser by Walt Whitman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letters of 1862 to 3 concluded. 26. Washington, October 11th, 1863. Dear Friend, Footnote. Mrs. Abby Price, an intimate friend of Whitman and a friend and neighbor of his mother. End of footnote. Your letters were both received and were indeed welcome. Don't mind my not answering them promptly, for you know what a wretch I am about such things. But you must write just as often as you conveniently can. Tell me all about your folks, especially the girls, and about Mr. A. Of course you won't forget Arthur, and always when you write to him, send my love. Tell me about Mrs. U and the dear little rogues. Tell Mrs. B she ought to be here, hospital matron, only it is a harder pull than folks anticipate. You wrote about Emma. She thinks she might and ought to come as nurse for the soldiers. Dear girl, I know it would be a blessed thing for the men to have her loving spirit and hand, and whoever of the poor fellows had them would indeed think it so. But, my darling, it is a dreadful thing. You don't know these wounds, sickness, etc., the sad condition in which many of the men are brought here and remain for days. Sometimes the wounds full of crawling, corruption, etc. Down in the field hospitals in front they have no proper care, can't have, and after a battle go for many days unattended to. Abby, I think often about you in the pleasant days, the visits I used to pay you, and how good it was always to be made so welcome. Oh, I wish I could come in this afternoon and have a good tea with you, and have three or four hours of mutual comfort and rest and talk, and be all of us together again. Is Helen home and well? And what is she doing now? And you, my dear friend, how sorry I am to hear that your health is not rugged. But... Dear Abby, you must not dwell on anticipations of the worst, but I know that is not your nature, or did not used to be. I hope this will find you quite well and in good spirits. I feel so well myself, I will have to come and see you, I think. I am so fat, out considerable in the open air, and all red and tanned, worse than ever. You see, therefore, that my life amid these sad and death-stricken hospitals has not told upon me, for I am this fall so running over with health, and I feel as if I ought to go on on that account, working among all the sick and deficient, and oh how gladly I would bestow upon you a liberal share of my health, dear Abby, if such a thing were possible. I am continually moving around among the hospitals. One I go to oftenest the last three months is Armory Square, as it is large, generally full of the worst wounds and sickness, and is among the least visited. To this or some other I never miss a day or evening. I am enabled to give the men something, and perhaps some trifle to their supper all around. Then there are always special cases calling for something special. Above all, the poor boys welcome magnetic friendship, personality, some are so fervent, so hungering for this, Poor fellows, how young they are, lying there with their pale faces and that mute look in their eyes. Oh, how one gets to love them! 
often particular cases so suffering so good so manly and affectionate abby you would all smile to see me among them many of them like children ceremony is mostly discarded they suffer and get exhausted and so weary not a few are on their dying beds lots of them have grown to expect as i leave at night that we should kiss each other sometimes quite a number i have to go round poor boys there is little petting in a soldier's life in the field but abby i know what is in their hearts always waiting though they may be unconscious of it themselves i have a place where i buy very nice homemade biscuits sweet crackers etc among others one of my ways is to get a good lot of these and for supper go through a couple of wards and give a portion to each man next day two wards more and so on then each marked case needs something to itself i spend my evenings altogether at the hospitals my days often i give little gifts of money in small sums which i am enabled to do all sorts of things indeed food clothing letter stamps i write lots of letters now and then a good pair of crutches etc etc then i read to the boys the whole ward that can walk gathers around me and listens all this i tell you my dear because i know it will interest you i like washington very well did you see my last letter in the new york times of october fourth sunday i have three or four hours work every day copying and in writing letters for the press etc make enough to pay my way live in an inexpensive manner anyhow i like the mission i am on here and as it deeply holds me i shall continue october fifteenth well abby i guess i send you letter enough i ought to have finished and sent off the letter last sunday when it was written i have been pretty busy we are having new arrivals of wounded and sick now all the time some very bad cases abby should you come across anyone who feels to help contribute to the men through me write me i may then send word some purchases i should find acceptable for the men but this only if it happens to come in that you know or meet anyone perfectly convenient abby i have found some good friends here a few but true as steel w d o'connor and wife above all he is a clerk in the treasury she is a yankee girl then c w eldridge in paymaster's department he is a boston boy too their friendship has been unswerving in the hospitals among these american young men i could not describe to you what mutual attachments and how passing deep and tender these boys some have died but the love for them lives as long as i draw breath these soldiers know how to love too when once they have the right person and the right love offered them it is wonderful you see i am running off into the clouds but this is my element abby i am writing this note this afternoon in major h s office he's away sick i am here a good deal of the time alone it is a dark rainy afternoon we don't know what is going on down in front whether meade is getting the worst of it or not but the result of the big elections cheers us i believe fully in lincoln few know the rocks and quicksands he has to steer through 
i enclose you a note mrs o c handed me to send you written i suppose upon impulse she is a noble massachusetts woman is not very rugged in health i am there very much her husband and i are great friends too well i will close the rain is pouring the sky leaden it is between two and three i am going to get some dinner and then to the hospital good-bye dear friends and i send my love to all walt twenty seven washington october thirteenth eighteen sixty three dearest mother nothing particular new with me i am well and hearty think a good deal about home mother i so much want to see you even if only for a couple of weeks for i feel i must return here and continue my hospital operations they are so much needed although one can do only such a little in comparison amid these thousands then i desire much to see andrew i wonder if i could cheer him up any does he get any good from that treatment with the baths etc mother i suppose you have your hands full with nancy's poor little children and one worry in another when one gets old little things bother a great deal mother i go down every day looking for a letter from you or jeff i had two from jeff latter part of the week i want to see jeff much i wonder why he didn't send me the union with my letter in i am disappointed at not getting it i sent han a new york times with my last letter and one to george too have you heard anything from george or han there is a new lot of wounded now again they have been arriving sick and wounded for three days first long strings of ambulances with the sick but yesterday many with bad and bloody wounds poor fellows i thought i was cooler and more used to it but the sight of some of them brought tears into my eyes mother i had the good luck yesterday to do quite a great deal of good i had provided a lot of nourishing things for the men but for another quarter but i had them where i could use them immediately for these new wounded as they came in faint and hungry and fagged out with a long rough journey all dirty and torn and many pale as ashes and all bloody i distributed all my stores gave partly to the nurses i knew that were just taking charge of them and as many as i could i fed myself then besides i found a lot of oyster soup handy and i procured it all at once mother it is the most pitiful sight i think when first the men are brought in i have to bustle round to keep from crying they are such rugged young men all these just arrived are cavalrymen our troops got the worst of it but fought like devils our men engaged were kilpatrick's cavalry they were in the rear as part of meade's retreat and the reb cavalry cut in between and cut them off and attacked them and shelled them terribly but kilpatrick brought them out mostly uh, this was last sunday mother i will try to come home before long if only for six or eight days i wish to see you and andrew i wish to see the young ones and matt you must write i am about moving i have been hunting for a room to-day i shall write next time how i succeed good-bye for present dear mother walt twenty eight washington october twentieth eighteen sixty three dearest mother 
i got your last letter sunday morning though it was dated thursday night mother i suppose you got a letter from me saturday last as i sent one the day before as i was concerned about andrew if i thought it would be any benefit to andrew i should certainly leave everything else and come back to brooklyn mother do you recollect what i wrote last summer about throat diseases when andrew was first pretty bad well that's the whole groundwork of the business any true physician would confirm it there is no great charm about such things as to any costly and mysterious baths there are no better baths than warm water or vapour and perhaps sulphur vapour there is nothing costly or difficult about them one can have a very good sweating bath at a pinch by having a pan of warm water under a chair with a couple of blankets around him to enclose the vapour and heating a couple of bricks or stones or anything to put in one after another and sitting on the chair it is a very wholesome sweat too and not to be sneezed at if one wishes to do what is salutary and thinks of the sense of a thing and not what others do andrew mustn't be discouraged those diseases are painful and tedious but he can recover and will yet dear mother i sent your last letter to george with a short one i wrote myself i sent it yesterday i sent a letter last wednesday fourteenth to him also hoping that if one don't reach him another will hasn't jeff seen captain sims or lieutenant mcready yet and don't they hear whether the fifty-first is near nicholasville kentucky yet i send george papers now and then mother one of your letters contains part of my letter to the union i wish i could have got the whole of it it seems to be mostly as i intended it barring a few slight misprints was my last name signed at the bottom of it tell me when you write next dear mother i am real sorry and mad too that the waterworks people have cut jeff's wages down to fifty dollars this is a pretty time to cut a man's wages down the mean old punkin heads mother i can't understand it at all tell me more of the particulars jeff i often wish you was on here you would be better appreciated there are big salaries paid here sometimes to civil engineers jeff i know a fellow e c stedman has been here till lately is now in wall street he is poor but he is in with the big bankers hallett and company who are in with fremont in his line of pacific railroad i can get his stedman's address and should you wish it any time i will give you a letter to him i shouldn't wonder if the big men with fremont at head were going to push their root works road etc etc in earnest and if a fellow could get a good managing place in it why it might be worth while i think after jeff has been with the brooklyn waterworks from the beginning and so faithful and so really valuable to put down to fifty dollars the mean low-lived old shoats i have felt as indignant about it the meanness of the thing and mighty inconvenient too forty dollars a month makes a big difference mother i hope jeff won't get and keep himself in a perpetual fever with all these things and others and botherations both family and business ones if he does he will just wear himself down before his time comes i do hope jeff you will take things equally all round and not brood or think too deeply so i go on giving you all good advice oh mother i must tell you how i get along in my new quarters i have moved to a new room 
456 6th Street, not far from Pennsylvania Avenue, the big street here, and not far from the Capitol. It is in the third story, in addition back. Seems to be going to prove a very good winter room, as it is right under the roof and looks south. Has low windows, is plenty big enough, I have gas. I think the lady will prove a good woman. She is old and feeble. There is a little girl of four or five. I hear her sometimes calling, Grandma, Grandma, just exactly like Hat. It made me think of you and Hat right away. One thing is, I am quite by myself. There is no passage up there except to my room, and right off against my side of the house is a great old yard with grass and some trees back, and the sun shines in all day, etc., and it smells sweet and good air, good big bed. I sleep first rate. There is a young wench of twelve or thirteen, Lucy. The niggers here are the best and most amusing creatures you ever see. She comes and goes, gets water, etc. She is pretty much the only one I see. Then I believe the front door is not locked at all at night. In the other place, the old thief, the landlord, had two front doors with four locks and bolts on one and three on the other, and a big bulldog in the back yard. We were well fortified, I tell you. Sometimes I had an awful time at night getting in. I pay ten dollars a month. This includes gas, but not fuel. Jeff, you can come on and see me easy now. Mother, to give you an idea of prices here, while I was looking for rooms, about like our two in Wheeler's houses, second story, nothing extra about them, either in location or anything, and the rent was $60 a month. Yet, quite curious, vacant houses here are not so very dear, very much the same as in Brooklyn. Dear Mother, Jeff wrote in his letter latter part of last week you was real unwell with a very bad cold, and that you didn't have enough good meals. Mother, I hope this will find you well and in good spirits. I think about you every day and night. Jeff thinks you show your age more and failing like. Oh, my dear mother, you must not think of failing yet. I hope we shall have some comfortable years yet. Mother, don't allow things, troubles to take hold of you. Write a few lines whenever you can. Tell me exactly how things are. Mother, I am first-rate and well only a little of that deafness again good-bye for present walt twenty nine washington october twenty seventh eighteen sixty three dearest mother yours and george's letter came and a letter from jeff too all good i had received a letter a day or so before from george too i am very glad he is at camp nelson kentucky and I hope and pray the regiment will be kept there, for God knows they have tramped enough for the last two years, and fought battles and been through enough. I have sent George papers to Camp Nelson, and will write tomorrow. I sent him the unions, and the late New York papers. Mother, you or Jeff write, and tell me how Andrew is. I hope he will prove to be better. Such complaints are sometimes very alarming for a while, and then take such a turn for the better common means and steadily pursuing them about diet especially are so much more reliable than any course of medicine whatever mother i have written to han i sent her george's letter to me and wrote her a short letter myself i sent it four or five days ago 
Mother, I am real pleased to hear Jeff's explanation how it is that his wages is cut down and that it was not as I fancied from the meanness of the old coons in the board. I felt so indignant about it as I took it into my head, though I don't know why, that it was done out of meanness and was a sort of insult. I was quite glad Jeff wrote a few lines about it, and glad they appreciate Jeff, too. Mother, if any of my soldier boys should ever call upon you, as they are often anxious to have my address in Brooklyn, you just use them as you know how to, without ceremony, and if you happen to have potluck and feel to ask them to take a bite, don't be afraid to do so. There is one very good boy, Thomas Neat, 2nd New York Cavalry, wounded in leg. He is now home on furlough. His folks live, I think, in Jamaica. He is a noble boy. He may call upon you. I gave him here one dollar toward buying his crutches, etc. I like him very much. Then possibly a Mr. Haskell or some of his folks from western New York may call. He had a son died here, a very fine boy. I was with him a good deal, and the old man and his wife have written me and asked me my address in Brooklyn. He said he had children in New York City and was occasionally down there. Mother, when I come home, I will show you some of the letters I get from mothers, sisters, fathers, etc. They will make you cry. There is nothing new with my hospital doings. I was there yesterday afternoon and evening, and shall be there again today. Mother, I should like to hear how you are yourself. Has your cold left you, and do you feel better? Do you feel quite well again? I suppose you have your good stove all fired up these days. We have had some real cool weather here. I must rake up a little cheap second-hand stove for my room, for it was in the bargain that I should get that myself. Mother, I like my place quite well, better on nearly every account than my old room, but I see it will only do for a winter room. They keep it clean, and the house smells clean, and the room too. My old room, they just let everything lay where it was, and you can fancy what a litter of dirt there was. Still, it was a splendid room for air, for summer, as good as there is in Washington. I got a letter from Mrs. Price this morning. Does Emmy ever come to see you? Maddie, my dear sister, and Miss Manahatta, and the little one, whose name I don't know and perhaps hasn't got any name yet, I hope you are all well and having good times. I often, often think about you all. Matt, do you go any to the opera now? They say the new singers are so good. When I come home, we'll try to go. Mother, I am very well. Have some cold in my head and my ears stopped up yet, making me sometimes quite hard of hearing. I am writing this in Major Hapgood's office. Last Sunday I took dinner at my friend's the O'Connors. Had two roast chickens, stewed tomatoes, potatoes, etc. I took dinner there previous Sunday also. Well, dear mother, how the time passes away. To think it will soon be a year I've been away. It has passed away very swiftly somehow to me. Oh, what things I have witnessed during that time. I shall never forget them and the war is not settled yet, and one does not see anything at all certain about the settlement yet, but I have finally got for good, I think, into the feeling that our triumph is assured, whether it be sooner or whether it be later, or whatever roundabout way we are led there, and I find I don't change that conviction from any reverses we meet or any delays or government blunders. 
there are blunders enough heaven knows but i am thankful things have gone on as well for us as they have thankful the ship rides safe and sound at all then i have finally made up my mind that mr lincoln has done as good a job as a human man could do i still think him a pretty big president i realize here in washington that it has been a big thing to have just kept the united states from being thrown down and having its throat cut and now i have no doubt it will throw down secession and cut its throat and i have not had any doubt since gettysburg well dear mother i will draw to a close andrew and jeff and all i send you my love good-bye dear mother and dear maddie and all hands walt thirty washington december fifteenth eighteen sixty three dearest mother the last word i got from home was your letter written the night before andrew was buried friday night nearly a fortnight ago i have not heard anything since from you or jeff mother major hapgood has moved from his office corner fifteenth street and i am not with him any more he has moved his office to his private room i am writing this in my room four fifty six sixth street but my letters still come to major's care they are to be addressed same as ever as i can easily go and get them out of his box only nothing need be sent me any time to the old office as i am not there nor major either anything like a telegraphic dispatch or express box or the like should be addressed four fifty six sixth street third story back room dear mother i hope you are well and in good spirits i wish you would try to write to me everything about home and the particulars of andrew's funeral and how you all are getting along i have not received the eagle with a little piece in i was in hopes jeff would have sent it i wish he would yet or some of you would i want to see it i think it must have been put in by a young man named howard he is now editor of the eagle and is very friendly to me mother i am quite well i have been out this morning early went down through the market it is quite a curiosity i bought some butter tea etc i have had my breakfast here in my room good tea bread and butter etc mother i think about you all more than ever and poor andrew i often think about him mother write to me how nancy and the little boys are getting along i got thinking last night about little california oh how i wished i had her here for an hour to take care of dear little girl i don't think i ever saw a young one i took to so much but i mustn't slight hattie i like her too mother i am still going among the hospitals there is plenty of need just the same as ever i go every day or evening i have not heard from george i have no doubt the fifty-first is still at crab orchard mother i hope you will try to write i send you my love and to jeff and matt and all so good-bye dear mother walt end of letters of eighteen sixty two to three